May 28th, my motherly instincts told me that something was wrong. Our son wasn't responding or answering any of my texts or phone calls, and this was not like him. I called a friend of his and asked him to go check on him. When he did, he said he wasn't responding. I told him to FaceTime me, and when I saw my son's face, I knew it was time to call 911. I met the ambulance at the hospital, and immediately a social worker took me into a dimly lit room. A woman brought in a lavish tray of refreshments, calling it a bereavement tray. A bereavement tray. And then the doctor walked in. <clears throat> he said, your son is very, very sick. He's in critical condition. Do you have other family members you can call? He may not make it through the next hour. I prayed, please, please, Lord, don't take my child from me. When the family came, we all prayed again. We cried out to the Lord, and we put our trust in his will. <clears throat> they took us into the emergency room, and it was as if a tornado had struck. There were packages from all the tubes and wires and needles thrown everywhere on the floor. And there on the bed lay my sweet, handsome son. He was covered from head to toe with every possible modern technology to save his life. He was in a coma and on complete life support. His feet had turned blue. He had pneumonia and an infection running through his entire body. He had aspirated in his home and become unconscious with little oxy oxygen to his brain for 14 hours. They were told, we were told he had liver, kidney, heart, and brain failure. His white blood count was only one. They moved him to the ICU where he remained in a coma. As a Christian family, we knew what we had to do. We called upon our Heavenly Father for mercy. Family and friends poured into the hospital to pray with us. Hundreds came. The hospital staff allowed this because they fully expected our son to die. We filled the ICU room. We didn't weep. We didn't cry. We wailed out to our merciful God for healing. We sang hymns and we proclaimed scripture over his body. The hospital staff wept with us and they watched as Christians filled the halls declaring that God is sovereign and that we put our trust in him. We called our friends from all across the country and the world. Our brothers and sisters began to pray. Heaven was being serenaded by a chorus of saints pleading on our son's behalf. His nine-year-old son read scripture over his dad. He read Psalm 100 and Psalm 23 and Philippians 4. One day he asked me if he could read to his dad something that I read to the prisoners when we do our prison concerts. So Jordan began to read words like this. Dad, when you face problems, God your Father will comfort you. When you're lonely, he'll sit with you. He's going to wipe every tear from your eye, Dad. Come on, Dad. He's right there with you. Thousands saw him heal the blind and make the lame to walk. Dad, you're going to be all right. Our sweet little grandson with his amazing childlike faith would look at me when I was crying, and he would comfort me with words that I had told him many times. Grammy, God is in control. When doctors told us that there were two options, life support or pull the plug. Brother Ardo Draper laid hands on Jaden day after day, proclaiming the praises of God who hears the cries of his people. 
calling on the name of Jesus to heal and deliver, Pastor Artem laughed and declared, God has the final say here. On the fourth day of being in a coma, they did a brain scan and they told us that there was little activity. They scheduled a family meeting with two palliative care doctors and arranged for the next step, hospice care. While we were in that meeting, our grandson came into the room and said, Come, Grammy, Daddy's waking up. We went to the bedside and we saw our son's eyes open. They told him to look at me and he did. <clears throat> right after that, the doctor came down the hallway to talk to me. She said, This morning, just before you met with the hospice care doctors, I was drawn into your room to the bedside of your son. She said something made her stand and clap her hands and shout in his ear, Jaden, wake up. Talking to me like she was my girlfriend, she confided in me that that was not her part of her usual medical practice. <laughs> and she felt this force telling her to do something talking to me for over an hour about what happened, clearly shook up by the fact that first she did something so out of character as a doctor, and second, that a patient of hers that she said would not make it based on tests and scans was waking up and responding. She looked so concerned and puzzled, and she asked me, what was that? And I was able to tell her with joy in my heart that we're Christians and that you were a vessel used by our Holy Spirit and Almighty God to tell our son to wake up. I told her of the thousands of people praying all over the world to, to Almighty God, the Almighty God who cares and loves his people. She said with confidence, this was a miracle. And I said, yes, it was a miracle. Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Jaden will be in therapy for quite some time, but he has complete function of all of his organs. He's speaking through a trach now, and he's able to s eat soft foods. We have our son back. Thanks to God, his life and ours will never be the same. Through this trial, God has been at work in the hearts of the doctors and so many more. <clears throat> what was once my darkest hour in the hospital, God opened a way for me to be able to lead a young woman to Christ in the lobby of the ICU. We have had countless Christians renew their faith, and three couples have recommitted their marriage to God. Eight men in Jaden's circle are now forming a Bible study. God is doing a great work. To God be the glory for the great things he has done.